Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harpen and Rugby podcast, the Munster and Ireland fan site in audio form. For the second half of August, while the squads are getting together for pre-season, we'll be doing a series of pods looking ahead to the 21-22 campaign, which will hopefully begin as planned in September. We'll have guests talking about the Irish provinces, clubs from the other URC nations, club and women's rugby as well over the next while. But first, we're going to take an in-depth look at Leinster's squad. I've assembled an Avengers-like team of contributors, each of which will look at a different unit of the Leinster 15. First up, we'll be featuring the back row and halfback. So without any further ado, here's how we got on. Joining me to discuss Leinster's back row options for the 21-22 season is the curator of the excellent Twitter accounts at Rugby Kino, longtime Leinster fan and Harpen contributor, making his seventh appearance in the pod. Welcome to Mr. Keenan Willar. Thanks for having us, Jeff. No, no problem at all. It was always a pleasure having you on. Um, so basically, um, just to explain to the listeners what I what I did was I I split the Leinster squad into six units. And um, we have a WhatsApp group for Harpen and Rugby. So I went in the WhatsApp group and I just said to everyone, I just put it out there, listen, six units, I need six contributors uh, to help me with this pod and you can volunteer. And for some in some reason, um, Kino uh, volunteered himself um, to do the back, Lancers back row options. So I don't know if that was maybe a... Um, auto-correct uh, error on your part or you're just really fancy fancy doing it. What, what happened there? Look, everyone knows anyone who's ever played in the back row has got a touch of the psychopath and a touch of the sadomasochist <laughs> to them. So I, I think it's for both of those reasons. And the fact that I used to be back row myself, that I decided I'd throw myself into this and then only after I stuck my head where it shouldn't go did I realise what a mistake I'd made. It's quite a parapet. Um Yeah, so no, seriously, we've got, uh, I mean, there's always, there's loads of options uh, there so um, like maybe before we get into the actual names I mean what I mean because you know there, there's a lot of them but like do you think because we have so many options w- w- would we have a kind of a basic strategy of how we'd want to make it or do you think uh, because of the different uh, opponents we had last season especially the ones that the what the particular one that's our downfall in Europe do you think we need a sort of a, a horses for courses kind of kind of thing going on yeah, I mean, personally, I would like to see somewhat more of a horses for courses approach taken than possibly is. I think we saw maybe a slight nod towards that last season, but I don't think it was, I not, don't know if it was as adhered to as it was, say, in the Schmidt era, where you almost had uh, two templates for your home and away teams, especially in Europe. Um, and I think that could suit, but it could suit if we have a fully fit and firing fullback row, which mm. is another challenge in and of itself. Let's go through the, let's go through the players. I mean, what, uh, if, if you were to pick a, uh, an ideal kind of back row, if, you know, gun to the head kind of thing, um, who, who would you, who would you have at six? Let's start there. Ideally at six, I'd probably go with Doris. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just, he, he's really, he's come into his own. And uh, I, I think, you know, equally, I think Deegan would probably be in with a shout if he was fully fit, but he's missed those minutes uh, badly now. This season gone, he's not had a chance to showcase himself and he is going to need to get back up speed when he is fit again. Um, but Doris is just a, a a superb young player. And I think the more minutes we can get under his, uh, under his wings, the better. Um <laughs> It, it feels really hard to pick oh, anyone no, in is. any given, in oh, any position because even as I'm talking, look at the other names. Go, yeah, how can I leave? But like one of those two out now. Yeah. 
I'm looking well, at who Ruddock, who and, yeah, Ruddock and Conan. I yeah. mean, uh, Ruddock, I, I think you, in an ideal back row, you have to play him at eight because he was absolutely the stone cold go forward ball led from the front, dragged the team through uh, on a number of occasions last season and absolutely lion-hearted. And yet then you've got Jack Conan. <laughs> well, you see, this is the thing. With, with, um, I mean, if you want to illustrate how difficult this task is, I mean, I would, I would just, I would wager that if you took a straw poll of a, like about um, dozen, a couple of dozen Leinster, hardcore Leinster fans, you wouldn't actually guarantee that Jack Conan would be in their back row. Oh. And um, yet he was the Lions deserving starting back row for three tests. I mean, that's just, it's insane. It's just, it's, it's, it's a crazy decision. It's, it's almost a, it's almost a, it's, a, it's almost an impossible decision to make, but that's what, that's what makes it so fun, I guess. Um, you, you have um, Doris starting at six, but feeling remorse over leaving the other two out. Leave at least leaving one of the two out, but I think I'd have to go with Ruddock at eight. Yeah, and um, and fully fit and firing Dan Levy at seven, um, would probably be the ideal. Um, there's, a, there's a probably a decent enough balance to those, though you might, uh, I think I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Ruddock gives you the line out option as well, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a decent enough balance to that three. So I'd take okay. that given everyone fit and firing. Okay, well let's go through the let's let's go through the rest of them now. Um, um, well, first of all, we got Josh Vanderflair. Um, he was he you know he he was told by the Ireland setup what he needed to do to improve. He needed to prove in ball carrying his ball carrying game. He was told, and I think he kind of did that and then some um, in the second half of last season. I mean, how how do you see him? How do you see him fitting in like long-term with Leinster now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about a, fat, a fully fit and firing Dan Levy is nailed on at seven, but even a fully fit and nailed, on, fully fit and firing Dan Levy, you feel very hard done by um, Josh Van Der leaving him out. He has been, he's always been an exemplary in his own style of seven, uh, a stopper and a, an incredible work rate. Um, very busy, incredible defender, um, a, a pest of the breakdown. And they told him he'd need to work on his carries. And he he's too young to be reborn <laughs> in that second phase of the of, of, of the career style, which, which we've seen in some of the great players of our time. Um, but yet he seems to have just awakened <laughs> some carrying monster within himself because he has really improved in the carry mm. uh, um it, it is massively notable and uh it's it's hard to leave him out and i mean he's played he's played an awful lot of minutes um now last season he's he's up there there's uh there's four players over 900 minutes in the back row for leinster uh mm. last season he's one of them yeah, I mean, obviously the, sa the, the saving grace of a difficult task like this is, of course, um, uh, Ireland duty. Now, I know that the, uh, the United Rugby Championship won't overlap as much, but still, the players are still going to be away a lot of the time. And uh, we're going to need options there. So, and plus, like you said, injuries. So I suppose, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to need pretty much uh, every one of these players if we want to have one of our, you know, one of the seasons where we've come used to at Leinster where we're going deep into competitions. 
and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, no, Van der Freer, he's improved his carrying. He's uh, and it, you know, and no, none of none of the other aspects of his game seems to have been hurt um, by that improvement. So he's just become an all around better player. So it's great to see that kind of um, before our very eyes that kind of evolution of a player. Yeah, absolutely. He he has taken it to heart, and he seems to be have applied his work rate, um, that tenacity that he has to the work on that he's been given, and just uh, improved his overall game uh, quite measurably. Mm. And uh, okay, so moving moving on down the line, there we come next to Josh Murphy. Um, he's twenty six. He played a lot last season. Played a big uh, part last season. Had a lot of really standout performances last season. I think it was the the it, it could have been maybe with Max Deegan being out, gave him more opportunities. And uh, he really showed what he could do. And he played a lot of second row as well. Um, but uh, at six, he, 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 he did really well. Good line-out option as well. Yeah, good line-out option. Second uh, highest uh, number of line-out wins um, in the back row. Um, second highest, second highest uh, number of minutes played last year, uh, last season as well. Um Fairly handy on the carry as well. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty decent. Uh, you know, three tries for the season is is no shabby return whatsoever. Um, and ninety uh, percent tackle completion rate for 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 the season, which is which is very decent for for uh, a young man. And yet, I kind of feel because of some of the superstars that are in that back row, he's maybe been overshadowed by that. Um, he, he, it's not a name you hear kind of bounced about the place very much, but he's kind of quietly gone about his work and he seems to be really kind of slotting into a similar enough role as Reese. Um, kind of line out option, good, decent carry option. Um, you know, not bad for a turnover either. Um, and you know, capable of, of an occasional elusive run as well. He can beat, you can beat lads, you know. Um, so while possibly lacking some of the YouTube moments or social media mentions of some of the other players, he's definitely going about his business in the right way. Definitely. And he's, um, and I, the other thing I noticed from last season is, is, uh, not so, not so much his physicality because he had that anyway, but almost his may, maybe skirting the lines of discipline and stuff. Maybe a couple more yellow cards, going to get more into the aggressive kind of um, the the style of play as well, which was good as well. We, we, when we needed a bit of a rallying point, he was um, he 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 was he was there, and he's kind of up that. I I, I like that he's he's quite good at that um, kind of almost Maratoje style, staying just the right side of the card. Um, he he he. Gave away, I think, fifteen penalties over the last over the season, but, but didn't get one yellow card. So it's just that playing the edge, yeah, uh, which is something you really want to see in a back row, second row. Okay, moving on to Will Connors. Now this is an interesting one. Um, I mean, at one stage, uh, nobody uh, for green or blue would even consider dropping him. But like we said, it's injuries that can be can be a problem. And when you when you're injured for any kind of a spell, that's when other people can step up, and you almost have to start. You're almost like you're starting again, um, getting back into the side. But he does bring a lot of specialist uh, abilities to the table. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, you really got to feel for these guys when they get hit with these injuries that just floor their season. Um, he, I mean, he played three games last season, uh, which is just, which is just nuts. Um, uh, I don't know if he's over that knee injury yet, um, mm. but he's, uh, yeah, again, he's another 
abrasive back row, you know, um, very, very capable player and really hoping he, he uh, gets over that knee injury and gets to showcase what he can do again. Absolutely. Um, next up, we've got uh, Mr. Max Deegan, who it's great to see him um, in the preseason. Yeah, I've always really, really liked him as a player. You know, uh, this is kind of almost himself and Doris, even though there's a year between them, they kind of started breaking through it around the same time. And um, they really just seem to, to play off the kind of competition between the two of them for, 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 for a spot in the back row. Um, and it was brilliant to see because they, they kept one-upping each other <laughs> and they did it really successfully and it was neck and neck for me there was really nothing between them and then just Deegan was unlucky with injuries and has been played to them now uh, last season he's only played 12 minutes um, last season um, which was, which is an awful shame and uh, be a bit of a worry he, he signed his contract in 2019 so uh, that is likely up for renewal but I mean hopefully I I don't think it was a three-year contract in 2019 somehow, so mm. I'd hope that it's been renewed and they maybe just haven't announced it yet, but uh, I honestly think himself and Doris isn't hardly a hair between them. Mm. Um, in the, the last in our list of senior players we haven't really mentioned yet, uh, before we get to your main ones, uh, would be Scott Penny. Um, now, he's just a babby at 22, um, but he's still got tons of potential. And I, he's he's also, he seems to have been around for ages as well. Um, he just kind of um, hasn't had, uh, you know, he's, he's quietly working away, doing his thing, uh, playing playing when he can and um, getting his performances. So he's, he's got a long career ahead of him, I'd say. Scott Penny is going to be an absolute superstar. If he keeps mm. fit and keeps going the way he is, he played... Um, According to the Lancer site, he played more minutes than any other back row last season. Uh, in 15 games, he scored, the rest of the back rows combined scored 11 tries last season and he scored 10. He, uh, You could set your watch by Scott Penny going yeah. over the try line. Um, and yet his fundamental, you know, other parts of his game are good. He is still young. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, he, you know, he's hitting a 90% tackle completion rate for the season, which is, which is good. Um, 101 minutes, uh, between tries <laughs> for him last season, uh, which is, that's the, that's the watch setting right there. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's a busy defender. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a nuisance at rooks, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's everything you want, you want from a kind of a, uh, a, a running seven, I suppose. Now, a quick look at there's a few academy names there. There's Martin Maloney, Sean O'Brien, Mark Hernan. Um, Alex Soroka, I think, is one that uh, he was a real standout there in that Six Nations under-20s over the summer. So he could get some chances this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I caught most of the the, uh, the Six Nations um, matches and he, yeah, he, he performed well. I mean, it's under-20s. They're, they're all quite young and naive, um, relatively speaking. But uh, the quality of rugby <laughs> that's played at under-20s these, uh, these days is nuts. It's so much higher than it was, say, you know, even five years ago, 10 years ago. It was, uh, it, it's, a, it's a world apart. And um, he is looking already like he is uh, I mean he's played what 61 minutes he, he's gotten two games um, at a senior level uh, just kind of a, a couple of minutes but uh, seems looks like more than uh, anyone else in the academy um, so um, it looks like Leinster have earmarked him um, for some decent senior minutes hopefully this year um, hopefully not forced by injury rather by plan but 
Absolutely. And um, okay, so just going to the to 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 well, I say the big names. I mean, pretty much all the names we've talked about are 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 big are big names. And I'd say there's there's plenty of clubs in the league which who be more than happy to have and start uh, any of this lot. But um, I mean, your your main three now. You said. Um, uh, you want you know Doris at six. You spoke about him, Ruddock. I mean, it's just, oh, it's just crazy. Um, but let's let's talk about some Dan Levy. I mean, talk about you know unfortunate with injury, and it's it's going to be again. It's going to be, we'd be delighted to see him back in blue, but we'll almost be going behind the sofa um, pretty much every collision and every hit because I mean, if he can put together a full season, I mean, the sky's the limit for him, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when, you know, when he was prior to, I think, God, how long ago is it now? Prior to those injuries, he was tearing it up. Mm. He was unstoppable. Um, and then the horrible injury and the comeback and then another setback. Uh, my, I mean, your heart go out from to him. Like uh, watching him play last season, it was, it was bad because mm. I, 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 I was afraid for him and every tackle was, how does he, I mean, he, by all accounts, he has an incredible mindset and it has been positive throughout and he didn't seem to have any physical indicators that would, that would say he's not willing to get stuck in. Like he was absolutely getting stuck in. I mean, he played nine games, scored three tries. Um, which is the, the you know the second best hit rate of, from, from the back row as it is, um, you know, and some of his other stats are kind of hitting in and around the season stats for the rest of the back back row. So he really was putting himself about, and it's just really really unfortunate um, that uh, he had a, the, the reoccurrence of his uh, of his injury there. But for an ideal, I mean, if we had a if we had a big European quarterfinal, semifinal tomorrow, and you were picking your team, he'd be he'd be your number seven. Everyone fully fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I mean, and actually, another just another out of those nine games, he had a ninety eight percent tackle completion. He missed one tackle. And he's probably uh, and still that, kicking himself over that. Probably. Um, hopefully, and, that's not how he did the knee again. Um, yeah. Well, you see, but it's the attitude of um, it's that it's the mentality which you do want in a sportsman, in any athlete, in any sporting competition, where it's like, okay, this is the level I'm at, but I'm still going to push myself to do better. It's just that that uh, particularly open side uh, position. It's just they're so so demanding. It's so physical, and you're putting your body into such potential injury situations. Um, by 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 straightening your legs and getting over the ball like that, it's it's so it's so demanding there that it's 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 you, you'd almost want to ask them to let, to let up, but then they wouldn't be the same player. Well, this is it. I mean, he's he, he does have that uh, kind of single bloody mindedness uh, that you do need uh, in kind of I, I suppose the, the forwards all in all, but certainly back row. Like if if you are in there for the poach, you you're alone. It is one of the few times you, between that and place kicks, I think, are the two times any player is completely alone on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even, you know, kind of throwing in a, a hooker thrown in from the silence, whatever, those are parts of a larger thing. If you're over the ball, you're alone. Mm-hmm. 
and you're just praying to God, no one hits you bad. Just one final question about this back row. Um, do you think we'll need to go to, we, we went with a lot of 6-2 splits last season. Do you think we'll go for that more this season because we've got so much talent or is that too much of a risk or what do you think we'll do? Um, I'd imagine it'll be horses for courses. Mm. Um, I can see us. I can see there being a much better probability of it happening against the South African teams, um, especially away. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, between that and I think there's going to be a greater attrition rate as well um, because you are going to have more international player availability for any given team that you're playing uh, in, in the um, United Ruby Championship. So they're going to be tougher. Mm. There's, they're going to be more attritional. They're going to be, yeah, just the frontline stuff is going to be tough. So I can, I can see the case being made for six twos, especially where the opposing team have a uh, a uh, a large physical pack. Mm, definitely. Well, listen, we've, um, we're going to wrap it up there. We're we're just uh, having these quick chats um, with with different different uh, contributors um, about Leinster's prospects of the season. I think that was a really. I think we covered pretty much all the back row there. I mean, we could talk for another couple of hours. Um, about all the different players and stuff and still not come up with, uh, uh, still be second-guessing ourselves on the final uh, back row that, that, that we may want to put out there. So we'll probably leave it there. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking about actual rugby pretty soon. Thanks for coming on and um, we'll hope to have you on later on in the season. Absolutely. Thanks for having us again, Jeff. No problem. Thank you, sir. Joining me to discuss Leinster's halfback options for the 21-22 season is a long-time Harpen contributor making his seventh pod appearance. A warm welcome back to our Chiefs supporting Leinster in Ireland from the Rock of Gibraltar correspondent, Mr. Richard Mifsud. How are you doing, sir? Very well. Lovely to be back, Jeff. Indeed. Great, great to have you. Well, we're um, we're looking ahead to the season. We're only looking ahead um, that what that thing that happened in South Africa for the last month or so that's gone. That's in the past. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, and uh, hopefully, we're still waiting on fixtures and stuff. But um, we're, we're starting. They're starting to tease out. There was a hint of a jersey today. There was talk of some fixtures yesterday. There's bits and pieces. So we're going to have a look at um, Leinster squad and have tasked different uh, contributors to look at different units of the Leinster team. And you, you um, volunteered to look at our halfbacks. So um, we 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 had a look there at the squad as it stands, and I think. Uh, in southern USA, they have a they have um, a, a phrase a slim pickings in terms of numbers anyway. But uh, there's a lot of talent there, so why, why don't we why don't we go through and see what we have? Maybe start with the scrum halves and uh, and and see what you think of our stocks stocks in that position. Okay, um, well, very very strongly, and obviously, I'm, I'm basing myself on on last season's uh, performances, and and indeed also uh, not just in the blue, but in, in the green well, where 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 they've uh, or at least one of them has has featured, uh, and that's Jamison. Um, I think I think he's come on in leaps and bounds. I think that I was always a bit ambivalent about him because uh, he blew hot and cold. Um, I thought he was uh, a one-trick pony in the sense that he injects pace, but uh, talking about control and that wasn't perhaps his his forte. I, I think what 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 seems to have galvanised him is. Um, his, his being selected for, for Ireland uh, and, and taking over that, that mantle. And, and, and to be fair to him, and I appreciate all the, the huge debate about, uh, about Cooney and Murray and, and everything else, but the, the planets aligned for him uh, during this, the Six Nations and again in a um, couple of test matches that 
uh, we had after the after the regular season. And to be fair, he's he's played very well. When he's come back from the international scene into Leinster, he I'm not going to say he's a changed player, but he but he has certainly improved in 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 my eyes. Uh, so I, I think he's he's top man in terms of the of the pecking order. That said, I think Luke McGrath, and and it was one thing I was I was looking um, looking at, uh, or rather memo to myself. Let, let's see how he re reacts to not being selected. And to be fair to the man, he he has again, and and, and that is I, I suppose it's unfair on the players, but but it's the beauty of having the the wealth and depth of talent because. All you're doing is creating this this uh, competition, which uh, you know, and you either sink or swim. And, and to be fair to Luke McGrath, he, he has most certainly swum, uh, and he too has improved uh, tremendously in 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 the especially during the second half. And, and and I appreciate that the season was just completely strange because of all the COVID uh, stuff that's been happening. But he certainly had a good run of games um, in, um, in in the latter part of that season. And, and I think it's also fair to mention that I really liked him as captain. You know, Johnny Sexton, bless him. I know he's a captain, and I know we're talking about outhubs in, 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 in a minute, but cap, a, a captain he is not, um, in, my, in my own very humble opinion, uh, because I think he allows his emotions to run uh, too much, and you need to have a cool head on your shoulders as a captain, in my, in my view. Uh, we saw it with the, uh, with, with the Lions two of the final tests, you know, the captain needs to take cold, cool, calm, considered decisions. And this business of just keep going for the corner, keep going for the corner, mm. bollocks. Mm. You go three, six, nine, twelve points and the game changes, scoreboard pressure and everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's those two. I was very pleased, not pleased to lose uh, Rowan Osborne, but, but pleased that we got Nick McCarthy back because I always thought he brought something to the party whenever he came on in, um, you know, before he left to go uh, to Munster. So I'm really pleased he's coming back. Uh, I hope he comes back with the uh, attitude of wanting to prove a point. Um, I think that he's got a very good shout at getting some regular game time anyway, which I don't think he particularly got in, in Munster. Uh, as he was perhaps uh, uh, hoping for. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I really do think that he's he's going to get that opportunity because either one or the other, or perhaps even both, I, although I doubt that very much, uh, of Jamison and, and, and Luke will will be featuring in the international uh, windows. So so uh, so yeah, that, that that's what I what I think about the the scrum halves. Um, so just to to recap, I think Jamison's uh, come on in leaps and bounds. I think he is a, a more complete player. I think Luke McGrath has improved, um, whether that was complacency or otherwise, um, it, it you know it remains to be seen. But he certainly responded in the way that I if I was coach, I would have wanted him to respond. Um, you know, you don't select me. Okay, I'm going to give you. I'm going to make it extremely difficult for you not to select me. And to be fair, you know that I, that that's what I think he's done.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's. I think we can. I think we can safely say that um, as, as Leinster, uh, as a squad, we're back to the days when we had, um, which is crucial, when we had both Owen Redden and Isaac Boss, two internet test ready uh, scrum halves in a key position, uh, ready to fill in for each other. Um, and uh, and as you say, like uh, Gibson Park definitely took over that uh, top mantle uh, for last season. Like literally the first game of the season, he was man of the match. I think against the Dragons. And um, he went into the Ireland setup and impressed there. His game was um, I, I, what I always said about him was he when he came in it was it was still the Joe Schmidt era. Box kicking uh, was the order of the day, and I think he just had to completely alter his rugby DNA to get the hang of that game. And uh, it was a challenge for him, but you know he rose to it and he got there. And now, and and on top of that, he's he's good in other key areas as well. Um, I don't think there's a better. There's better nine. Now, you could argue that uh, the Coonies and the Caseys that are coming up are good at this as well. But finishing off a set of when, when, when you've got a scrum or a line out or, or situation phases on the try line, finding that last pass. I don't think there's a better, better, better guy in our um, setup at the moment that can do that. And he's, he's good with that. But also his all round game, broken play situations. He's he's. He's instant, uh, really good at, at setting up and, and getting involved there. But also, as you say, Luke McGrath, his, he, there was a challenge but before him. Leinster kept the faith in him because he, was, he wasn't with the Ireland setup, but they made him captain. So he had that elevation there. And as you say, he took to it really well. And of course, also, but for the, when you're looking at the overall um, Leinster nine jersey for this coming season, it's, it's Nick McCarthy who's going to be the key and, and possibly Cormac Foley as well. There's a chance maybe one or two of them, if there's injuries, we could have both of the main guys um, away from the squad for a while or rest and whatever. So we're going to need the most out of all four of them. But I think it's a really good sign. Uh, that It's a really uh, confident uh, position we have there at, at number nine. Fingers crossed, all going well. As, I mean, this, this goes for all the positions, um, hoping that there's no uh, injury, injury problems, you know? But um, anyway, so listen... We'll move on to um, at half. It's pretty, I mean, the official list that we're going through here has three names on them. Now, of course, we've used other options as well as the past, and we've, we've played around with um, other options here. But really, the, the the three we have now is Sexton and the Byrne brothers. Um, so how do you see, how do you see there? I mean, it's different now. We, You know, Johnny Sexton's great to have in any squad, but there's questions over his fitness, ability to get through a full season, string of games, whatever. So how do you see that trio um, fill in the 10 jersey for us this season? How I'd like to see that trio is I'd like to see an awful lot more of Ross Byrne in precious situations. I'd like to see an awful lot more of Harry Byrne. And I'd like to see Harry Byrne, and I'll come to, I'll, I'll go individually through them in a minute. I, I'd also like to see Harry Byrne playing a traditional 10. Um, and I'll explain what, what, what I mean by that in a sec. Johnny Sexton is Johnny Sexton. He is one of, if not the best, certainly in the past couple of decades, uh, fly halves, not just in Ireland, not, not just in Leinster, but across, across the world. Uh, you know, so what this player does is huge. If we're facing a big game in the Heineken Cup, uh, I most certainly want Johnny Sexton at the helm, absolutely. But what I would say is that, and, and one thing that I, that I would not like to do is to lose him once he retires. Uh, so what I would like to see him become is 
a player coach, so still playing, but also doing the coaching. He's got a, I mean, he's got a brain like a planet where it comes to rugby. Uh, so to lose that is criminal. And if you've got, and, and I appreciate that, you know, in training, they, they have the benefit of the, uh, him being alongside them when they're training, the, the Byrne brothers course. But, but the reality is that if he, if he assumes a coaching role, then A, it expands his territory, his, his, his domain in terms of what he's going to be talking about. And, 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 but secondly, it elevates him to another pedestal where it, it, it's different. He's no longer one of the guys in, in the changing room. He's actually one of the coaches and he's going to be a coach here for many years, etc. We hope and fingers crossed. So I, I'd like to see him play that type of role during the course of this season. So, so this would be a transitional season for him. I mean, he'd probably hate me for me saying this because, you know, being the kind of player he is, being the kind of person that he is, he is a perfectionist. He is a guy who will continue to strive for perfection, which is why he has been so successful, you know? So I, I think there is a... a um, a call now, I think, for uh, Stuart Lancaster and Leo Cullen to have a chat with him if they haven't already had this chat with him and say, look, Johnny, we're, we're only going to be playing you for X amount of games. For the remainder of the season, you're not going to be playing. You, you will be selected for Ireland, undoubtedly. Uh, but you, I want you to take more of, a, of an active role in coaching these players when they're not playing. So that, that's what I th where I think Johnny should go. Uh, I mean, look, you know, look at what his, one of his contemporaries, Rog, has, has been doing, you know, he, he has blossomed mightily. Um, and, and, and again, a huge rugby brain on him. Uh, you just need to listen to him whenever he's analysing something. And the, the second one, you know, is he, we would retain him at Leinster. That, that would be the, 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 the crucial thing for me. In terms of my preferences, I would go Ross Byrne, Harry Byrne, uh, one and two. I think Ross Byrne has been, I wouldn't say much maligned, but maligned in, in certain quarters because guess what? He's not Johnny Sexton. Well, name me how many people are Johnny Sexton. How many people are Cheslin Kobe? How many people are Antoine Dupont? You know, those those players are generational players. They they come along not very often, but he's a damn fine, steady fly half. He plays close to the line. He's brave. He's, in my view, actually a better tackler than Johnny Sexton. He's 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 a tough. He, he may look goofy, but he's, he's certainly not. He's, he's got a pair on him. Um, he runs with the ball. He picks brilliant lines as an inside centre might, uh, when he has to, um, and, and he controls games. His kicking is almost flawless, huge percentages kicking for goal. Kicking from hand, I think, is on a par with pretty much the best out there, uh, not least the, the, the kick passes. Um, and with the 50-22 coming along, people like him are very important. Mm -hmm. Harry Byrne, I said earlier that I'd like to see him controlling the game in a traditional 10. I say that because all the times that, or most of the times that he's been played, uh, has been having Kieran Frawley on, on his outside. Um, and of course, and I appreciate we're just talking about out halves here, but it, 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 the centres drift into this conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, because 
are we going to have a Robbie Henshaw type twelve? Are we going to have, and, and of course it depends on the opposition and the tactics you want to employ and everything else. Or are we going to have a, a, a Kieran Frawley there who's a ten and a half, if you want to call him that, or in, um, you know, that, that, that type of player? I think Harry Byrne prospers when Kieran Frawley's outside him uh, because it gives him, I think, that additional bit of time. Uh, I'd like to see him doing that job on his, job on his own. Uh, let's see how he matures. Mm-hmm. He's a young fella. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not forget this. They, they are both young. Harry Burns, 22. Ross Burns, just 26. Yeah. Johnny Sexton's 10 years his elder, mm-hmm. for God's sake. Look how many years, fingers crossed, Ross Burns could be, could be doing. And he's only going to get better because he's only going to get more experienced. So I, I think that, 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 is, that is my um, my pecking order. It's depending on the match. It's, it's Johnny, uh, but increasingly that should be Ross. Yeah. Uh, because Ross needs to carry the can now. He mm-hmm. should be V10 that will, you know, Johnny is the star player who will come in and be thrown in when uh, the big games are up. Uh, you know, the, the, the really tense ones. But, you know, you say that, but but Ross has kicked some unbelievable points, uh, has flourished under pressure where everybody thought he might wilt. And I think everybody thought uh, he might wilt because of his performances uh, against England. Those, those two where we uh, were totally outplayed, outmuscled and bullied on the park. But guess, guess what? Every other, All the other 14 players were as well. It wasn't just mm-hmm. Ross Byrne. I'm sure he'll get more more opportunities um, in the green as well. Oh yeah, well you definitely hit all the hit all the the points there for the, for the three. I mean that's definitely pretty much how it's going to shape up. I mean I suppose if you had the guns to your head to pick the halfback pairing at the moment, you'd probably go Gibson Park and Sexton. But yeah. um, over the course of the season, which is basically essentially what we're talking about, you're talking about Ross Byrne coming to the fore more often. Um, he'd probably be the the main guy. When I think of Harry. I just, um, and it's probably piling a lot of pressure on him, but you think the embarrassment of riches he has there to, you know, to inspire him. He's got uh, not only not only two of the, the two best Leinster um, out-halves of the pro era um, in the camp with him, in the Brains Trust with him, Contrapomi and Sexton, but, I mean, they're two of the, two of the best out-halves of all time. And, um, he, and plus he's got his big brother, uh, and they're all there. Yeah. They're all there to help him along. It's almost every box is 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 covered uh, to 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 help him along. It's just how he comes out of that. Uh, you, we need him to come out from the shadows. All those big shadows ahead of him. The way Sexton came out from Doctor Phil's shadow. Well, he burst out of his shadow uh, against Munster at Croke Park that day. Um, so that's that's Harry Burns' future for Ross. You 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 said yes. He he's got his own game. He's not Sexton, but he plays his own way. He can play a bit of thirteen as well if if required. Um, yeah. uh, and 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 also the key point there is how are we going to play? Are we going to do more of this? Uh, we did a lot of it last season, having a having a second a five eighth there in the 12 mm-hmm. jumper and um mm-hmm. it, it depends on horses for courses kind of it's good that we have the two the two options um another thing we talked about it was i did another um chat on the back rows and we talked about six two splits 
And that's going to key factor into as well our out half choices because I think if um, you've got Frawley in the starting lineup, you've got uh, Jimmy O'Brien can play 10 as well. That's going to be a key factor into who we pick on the bench. Uh, we could go with a 6-2 split if we know that Jimmy O'Brien is there, can slide in at 10, or Frawley, or even Gary Ringrose can do it um, uh, on occasion as well. So we do have a lot of good options there. So it's really it's really kind of well set up uh, at the moment. And in regards to Sexton as a coach, I am 100% with you. Um, the only thing I'd add is, like, I think he's been he's been practically a coach all his playing career. Um, he yeah. never he, he he never shuts up. I think he, he's, it doesn't matter who's senior ahead of him in the, in the Peck in order. He, he's his. He, he gets his opinion heard in in every situation. I'd say, and uh, he's just. And I think that is his role. I think he knows, and he's also competitive. He's been chase. He's his whole career. He's been kind of chasing Raj, like you said. So when he sees how well Raj is doing, I think that might be inspiring him to oh, say, yeah. "Well, look what he's doing as a coach." Well, wait until I come along. Wait until they get yeah, a load of me. And um, so there's we've got all that to look forward to as well. Well, listen. That was really good. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely good socks um, of, of, of talent there. A little bit different now because I, I the, the rumors are that the first game of the season is going to be, could be against the Bulls. So that's going to be a big marquee matchup that's going to be important uh, for this league to kick things off as opposed to the, the opening matches we're used to where it's usually a home game against, uh, you know, I won't name teams, but uh, teams would be expected to win. Yes. So um, we'll see what kind of uh, first uh, starting lineup we put out there, but there's a lot to look forward to anyway. Well, listen, Rich, thanks a million for coming on. That's a great, that's a great chat. We hope to have you on more times over the campaign and uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you, sir. Take care, buddy. Thanks to Kino and Rich for the chats. Like I say, I've got more lined up, so, so keep an eye on the podcast feed for more, which should post every two or three days over the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Salam. So